Yo, welcome back. Let's talk about self-help, self-sabotage. I think it's a really common trend within the self-help, self-development industry to, to push forward on this idea. And the idea is you should master one thing. You should push relentlessly on this one area in your life until you've got it completely on lockdown. And then success in riches and as many boobs as you could possibly want will shower you in your life. It just rain down on your face. And while I am a massive proponent of mindfulness and solo tasking, um, this is where I'm putting my goddamn foot down. And I'll explain why. Um, recently, I had the misfortune of getting really, really, really injured. And let, let, let me break down the damage for you. Like right now on the left side of my body, the only major joint that is not supporting some kind of horrible injury or pain is my ankle. Thank God, right? Like, thank God my ankles are still functioning. But what I do have is tendonitis in my knee, in my hip, in my shoulder, in the left side of my neck. And not only do I have tennis elbow, I also have golfer's elbow or whatever it's called as well. Like, shit is not going well in the land of Rob's left side. <laughs> and let me explain how I ended up here. The reason I ended up here was because I decided to focus uh, all of my time and attention. Um, my coaching business has taken off in a big way, right? I'm pretty much taking on as many clients as I could possibly want right now. So I have a bunch of free time. I have way more free time than I could ever hope to have. Um, so I decided to work out. Um, I decided to learn how to do a one-arm pull-up. Uh, I decided to learn how to do a planche push-up, and as a result of those two activities, I was doing stuff like 100 push-ups every other day, alternating with 100 pull-ups every other day, which happened to go hand-in-hand -hand with some handstand training that I was doing, high-intensity interval training, squats, and a number of other exercises. Now, I'm saying all this because I was working out a lot, um, but... I was working out in a way that wasn't balanced. I was focused on getting to one desired end outcome, and I was doing it in kind of like the relentless, grindy way that's advocated by so many professionals in this industry, right? And the problem with this is that it just doesn't work for us physiologically. So one of the things that I discovered after I destroyed my body <laughs> was that if you are taking on a rigorous exercise regimen, if you are trying to do an advanced technical movement, it requires that you learn the mirror or the counter of whatever exercise you are doing. So for instance, if you, like me, decide to do 100 pull-ups every other day, what you should be doing in your off days while you're resting and recuperating is the mirror exercise to those pull-ups, which in this case happens to be the handstand push-up, which is where you do a handstand and then you bend your arms and you lower yourself down and then push yourself back out to full extension, um, which is about as hardcore as it sounds. So if you're not doing that, 
If you're not doing the counter workout or the counter exercise, what that sets you up for then is injury and failure on potentially a catastrophic level. Because when certain muscles are much stronger than other muscles, they begin to pull harder than our physiology can handle. So if your biceps and your triceps are overdeveloped, they can begin affecting your forearms. They can begin affecting your shoulders. Um, and as your shoulders get damaged, your body will begin to contort more and more to try to compensate for the injured pieces until all of a sudden, all of your body is in pain. Now, that experience sucks, and that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of where I currently am. But that got me thinking about the way that we tackle the rest of our lives and the way that it's advocated. So, so many of us have the dream, including me, of retiring early. And the way that we're told to seek after that is that we just got to pour in the, the hustle and the grind and the sweat equity. And you don't don't even sleep, bro. You don't need rest. Rest is for the week. You could be hustling instead. And I think that's total bullshit. There seems to be a rule in our design that points to the idea that if we just try to relentlessly push through on a new skill set, eventually we're going to hit a plateau. And when we hit that plateau, we can't meaningfully progress on that, right? And so the example that I want to give here is trying to do the splits. Um, now, in trying to do the splits, you will reach a certain level of success if you just try to do the splits every single day, right? But at a certain point, uh, around the 30 degree mark, um, your legs will run into a physiological barrier where your legs in the in the ball socket joint uh, that plugs into your hips will will bump into this bone barrier where they cannot physically move to the side anymore. And if you aren't aware of this anatomy, then you will hit a plateau and you will never meaningfully progress past your splits what you need to do then is to rotate your feet you rotate your legs or you rotate your pelvis such that your legs can be freed up to stretch out even more but even then the process of learning how to do the splits is not limited to just stretching when you're doing the splits you have to train muscles to pull as well you have to strengthen supporting muscles so that they don't get torn as you go lower and lower and load more of your weight onto very specific muscles and if you were to only practice doing the splits you would eventually invariably hurt yourself in a really really nasty kind of way so i believe that this this progression this plateau that comes up with the splits is something that comes up. It's, it's an analogy for every other pursuit in our lives. And if we're to plunge headlong into marketing, for instance, and follow the normal marketing advice of, yo, just put yourself out there a bunch. You know, just put in maximum effort. Don't afraid of, don't be afraid of being salesy. Just blast your social media with a bunch of offers and you'll make money. Likewise, the same advice when it comes to learning how to be good at dating. Well, just date a bunch, bro. Like go and talk to a bunch of women and then get blown out of the water. And eventually you'll learn. Well, you could do that. 
but it's the least efficient way of doing it. And that's the problem with solo focus. I think so often it comes paired with this idea that you should just keep repetitively smashing your head into a wall until you are hit with the insight that, oh, maybe I shouldn't smash my head into the wall. There's a different way. But the simple reality here is that we are just not wired to work that way. And if you take, for example, the image of like, or the idea or the life of someone who's put all of their focus into making sure that they retire early, necessarily there are sacrifices made along the way. We can't put 80 hours a week in to our career, into our finances without suffering in the area of relationships and health. And I want you to stop and picture for an instant the pain, the pain of existing as someone who has access to almost every experience that they could ever possibly want, except the experience of intimacy. Right? I want you to imagine what life might be like if you've got 50 mil in the bank, but now the only reason why people talk to you is because you're famous or you have 50 mil in the bank. I want you to imagine what life would look like if, if even somehow you managed to run into someone who wasn't just after your financial resources and wasn't trying to use you right, for your disproportionate wealth. Now, because you've spent so much time focusing on business, you don't know how to relate to women or people. You don't know how to form intimate connection. So they're just tantalizingly out of reach. And who knows how long before you'll figure that out? Who knows how long it'll take, right? Maybe you'll be so old that by the time you want to settle down and have kids, you're so tired, you don't have the energy for it. You become the absentee dad by default. I want you to imagine the pain of existing in a life where, let's say that you are okay with relationships somehow. Somehow, while you were hustling and making $50 million, you managed to make a solid, loving, healthy relationship happen, which I would argue is next to impossible, right? No one has the bandwidth to do both of those things at the same time, right? Not at that scale. But let's say by some miracle, you do do that. You had the bandwidth for both. Well, now you haven't been paying attention to health. Now you've been sacrificing. You've been eating poorly every single night of the week because you'd had to stay late at the office or deal with conflict with your wife. You don't have time for cooking, right? You don't have time for working out and taking care of yourself. So now you've sacrificed your health and all the opportunities, all the things that you've built up for yourself in your life are gone because you don't have the health, the resilience to take advantage of it anymore. And so you can see that even though most of us won't reach this extreme, there comes a point in time when one statistic of our life significantly outpaces the other statistics in our life, right? when one characteristic of who we are significantly outpaces all the rest, it leads to pain, right? It leads to injury, whether it's physical, spiritual, emotional, or otherwise. And so 
I would say that there is an advantage and a huge advantage and relief in taking on a life well-balanced and not having to solo focus and sacrifice everything in order to make sure that finances are handled, in order to make sure that health is handled and that's it, in order to make sure that relationships are handled and that's it. There's value in allowing each of those practices to grow at a nice, even pace. And the truth here is, to anyone listening, that like we pursue things in order to feel things. Right? We take actions because we want to feel a certain way, or we want to feel a certain physical sensation. And really... We don't need to be perfect in any of those different areas of our life to feel the things that we want to feel. And for me, it's it's always it's always happiness. It's always satisfaction. It's always a sense that I can be proud of who I am. And what I've come to realize over time is that I don't need to be a rock star. I don't need to be a billionaire. In order to get to the emotional state, in order to feel the things that I want to feel. In fact, if I slow down in my own life enough, if I just give myself the space and the breathing room to sit down and to meditate and be grateful for what exists in my own life, then the urgency in the sense that I have to hustle that I have to bust my own ass and work until my hands bleed, that goes away. Because in that instant of clarity, I can see that what I seek is already available to me right here and right now. So if you are not in a survival situation, then I invite you to take your foot off the gas for just today. And see how it feels. Give yourself 10 minutes to sit back and appreciate what it is that you've generated for yourself already. To let go of the reins, to let go of the strain and the pressure and the need to be a success, a raging success. And just be with and appreciate what you have already done. So... If you got anything out of this podcast today, please, please, please (laughs) consider subscribing, leaving a rating, leaving a comment, or just hitting that applause button if you're on Anchor so that I can know that today I did a good job, that maybe I might have helped you out today. And as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. I appreciate you, and I'll catch you next Thursday, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. This is Rob Wong for the Great Date Guy podcast, out.